everyone, welcome back to the Nike Lombard podcast, Shaken and Stirred. My name's Jeremiah Batchikin, and I'm the conference director for the show. Today's guest is Todd Collins, the COO of Restaurant Reputations. He's speaking in our guest experience track on how to supercharge your social media and stop negative reviews. He reveals everything he knows on the subject, and he really has become an expert over the last few years. So tune in and make sure you check him out in Vegas at the end of March. Enjoy. So, and for those that didn't get to see Ty Collins last year, which was hard because it was standing room only to get into the room, they were talking about how to bring new customers into the door and increase guest counts. And I was there, I heard the, the feedback, people were hanging out afterwards, asked all these questions that were super insightful of how to handle restaurant reputation, how to handle all the online management tools that are out there. Um, so Todd, just give a minute or two to talk about who Todd Collins is. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm one of those people. I don't like to chess beat myself. So uh, I, you know, as far as me myself, you know, I'm I'm just a, a hard work grinder kind of guy. Uh, I, I believe in work comes first before everything else. A lot of people disagree with me on that, but uh, we got into the uh, restaurant industry and the bar industry um, via uh, some other avenues that we were uh, operating in, which was uh, online defamation. And uh, about six, seven years ago, we started noticing restaurants and bars started having issues. You know, as review pages uh, grew and, and started to become a, it started to become apparent that the community now had places to be able to uh, vent and and or say great things about uh, these locations, um, and there was really nobody in the uh, space that was giving either good support or advice or um, assistance uh, in, in, in that atmosphere. And so we decided to launch restaurant reputations and we went from, you know, $0 with that agency, uh, you know, to, you know, we're, we're a million dollar agency now, um, uh, a couple times over actually. So, um, and we just started looking at what was setting, you know, everybody apart, you know, it's the, the, the old adage of word of mouth, uh, breeds everything. Um, and now just really the new word of mouth is digital. Uh, we believe what the community says, not necessarily what the business says, um, but we need to make sure that the business knows what's being said about them everywhere uh, and and just make sure that that's done. And that's what we've done. And we've built a, a great business out of it and uh, really have helped a lot of people and gained some really loyal followers. And I I personally went out on my own about four years ago from, from a personal branding standpoint and uh, that has really uh, become a, a huge uh, pillar for, for our agency, um, just showing my face and saying, Hey, look, I'm the leader. So if you want to get in touch with me, get in touch with me. And I make myself very available to everyone. Um, and I think that that is, uh, that's really helped us. So that's kind of where I am now. I'm, I'm out and I'm speaking and doing a lot of seminars and helping a lot of people and uh, really giving a lot of you know free advice away. And that's kind of where my journey is at this point. Well, Todd, congratulations on the growth. That's awesome to kind of see you take that from really zero just a few years ago to where you're at now. It's the mentality that if you're not following Todd already on Instagram, please do so. As he mentioned, he gives so much advice and insight that's completely free, uh, both from a personal standpoint that you can take and apply to yourself and also to your business and talking about the community, you know, and, and what they're talking about and how to manage that. So 
um, you know, hats off to you to kind of really grabbing hold of your personal brand and really taking it and running with it. It's something that a lot of brands themselves are doing well. And there's some that, you know, are still kind of catching up and learning that. So a bar restaurant, a bar owner, you know, if your identity is tied to that bar, don't be afraid to kind of put yourself out there as well. It makes it more authentic. It makes it more real. You're not staying behind a brand, a corporation, a logo, an LLC. It's like, no, like this is a business I want to support. And that's what we see with Todd Collins and all his fans. They know Todd. They think it's, you know, synonymous with restaurant reputations of being helpful. And, and that's kind of the position you want to take. So speaking of pillars, you know, our show, you know, for 2020, we're focusing on five of them, marketing, guest experience, food and beverage, operations, and people and staffing. And while most people might want to stick restaurant reputations in the marketing track, we have it in the guest experience track for a very, you know, specific reason is that is indicative of what the community is saying about your restaurant so or your bar. So when you're going out to eat and then you're leaving there and talking about it and posting that review online, you're not talking about their marketing. So absolutely, is there overlap? With marketing, yes. And that's why Todd's session this year is kind of a two for one. You're going to get some marketing insight on how to manage that channel, but you're also going to talk about how do you use that as a constant feedback and flywheel to improve your business. So Todd, do you want to kind of dig in a little bit on what you plan to talk about in your session this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to talk about reputation management, right? A lot of uh, a lot of restaurant and bar owners are going to come in the door and they're going to sit down and they're going to want to hear me talk about marketing, which I will. Uh, like I said, um, you and I, you had already mentioned this, that it's going to be a kind of a, a double whammy, a two for one kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to give them some really, really good insights into marketing. But I always start everything that I discuss with reputation as the the pillar of everything because we could have great marketing we could have great graphics we could have you know great copy in the content we could have you know uh, hundreds of thousands of fans we could have all of these things but if the reviews online for the restaurant or the bar are not good and when i say not good i'm talking if you if you're operating at 4.0 or under um You've got a lot of opportunity there. Hell, even if you're at 4.2 or 4.3, you still have opportunity. Um, and it's really just talking about reputation being the pillar of everything. If we have all of these great things from uh, a graphical and, and advertising side, but we're driving traffic back to places where uh, people are not saying good things about us, then it's really, quite honestly, a waste of marketing. So we always want to make sure that the reputation side is done handled and has a correct process first and then we want to work on everything else and that's really the best way to do it because you know if we see an ad and we click on something of interest and all the reviews say this, this is a terrible product this is something that I wouldn't use I used it and it was terrible you're not going to buy it it doesn't matter how cool it looks or how great it is or how amazing the imagery or visual is um, or how many people actually follow the page so it's this is what we're going to be talking about in the very beginning um, and then we're going to really get into something very, very, very interesting that we launched last year. Um, and this is uh, uh, called walkthrough track uh, rate tracking. So what? So WTR. So what we what we've been doing with a lot of our restaurant and bar owners lately is we're running their digital ads uh, via Facebook and Instagram, and we're actually tracking how many people impress, click, or engage on the ads, and then actually how many of those people walk through the door of the location. Um, and this is something that's been missing for a very, very long time for uh, restaurant owners and bar owners um, on how to get a good return on ad spend or a return on investment um, into the advertising dollars that they're spending. Um, for many, many years, it was 
let's do flyers, let's do magazines, let's do print ads, let's do radio advertising. And I'm not against any of those omni-channel avenues. I'm just, I, I just would like, if I owned a brick and mortar business of that sort in that industry, I would want to know how many people are actually coming through the door uh, for my advertising efforts. And that's something that we launched. And that's something we're going to be talking a lot about with actual examples of restaurant clients that we have, that we represent. You'll be able to see those examples right in your face. Um, and it's something that I think a lot of people are going to be blown away by. I can tell you right now, if you're in any of the other marketing seminars, definitely go and learn. But when you see what we're launching and what we've already launched um, for some of our clients to be able to see this type of information, uh, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Sorry, I cussed, but you know me. Hey, no, this is the night one. It's fine. Uh, and that's, that's so important because, you know, we've done studies with our audience to kind of one, we see there's a huge attraction to going to the marketing sessions. And, you know, of course, we're super uh, engaged and we, we love that. But we also want to get them to the other tracks as well. Operations, talk about people and staffing. It's all one big, you know, part of your business and your ecosystem to really be successful. But we saw a lot of people when we actually asked them about specifically about the marketing where are they spending their dollars? We saw them really gravitate towards like everything. So they didn't really have a strategy. They were doing print. They were doing uh, web ads. They were doing Google. They were doing Facebook. They're doing Instagram. They're doing the review sites. And, you know, we then said, ask them, well, where are you getting your ROI? And, or where's your satisfaction with these marketing efforts? And, you know, no surprise, social media was number one on, on both accounts. But we saw their second biggest media spend was on print and their second least uh, effective channel that they weren't happy with was print. So it's like, well, if you're telling us you're, you don't like this, then why are you still spending money on it? So the fact that you can track web traffic to foot traffic, that sounds super awesome to actually have that tangible stats because it's so hard to normally track. I mean, attribution models, even in the digital ecosystem can be a little bit hard. Uh, so that's awesome. You guys figure that out. And you know, I, personally, I'm excited to kind of see that as well. Yeah, it's just it's just use, utilizing the technologies that we have in place to be able to give that information. And I mean, uh, look, hey, if if print has worked for you forever, um, that's great. But a lot of the times, we the reason we don't try new things and why we stick with like we just with what we just assume works is really based upon the decision makers kind of either a ego, right? Like I really like seeing my my business in this magazine because I read this magazine or I read this newspaper mm -hmm. or I get these menus. And so they base it off their own consumer behaviors instead of understanding the all-around encompassing consumer behavior. And the first place to start is, you know, what's my what is my demographic when I walk into a restaurant? Like who walks into my restaurant? And we're able to tell you that. You know, and if I were to ask nine out of 10 restaurant owners, you know, what's your demographic? Is it a female between, you know, 25 and 35? And they're going to go, maybe, I don't know. And if I'm able to say, well, this is exactly what your demographic is, and this is how you should be pivoting your marketing towards that demographic and or pivoting your market to the demographic that you want to be able to engage with or capture as a customer. Um, it's just about setting those processes up and educating them. And the clients that we have that get it and understand it, they see massive results. Um, and we're just at a point now, thankfully, where like I can educate people and say, hey, look, this opportunity is here for you. All the technology is here for you to be able to see these things. Um, but you got to sometimes get out of your own way and give it an opportunity just like you did print. Un understandably, though, what I find very interesting is that print the, the amount of money that people spend on print or that the print ads actually still charge 
or radio advertising or TV advertising still charges is er erroneously still high, mm -hmm. which blows my mind. And digitally, you can actually track and you can see the results and it's, it's exceptionally less. Um, so it's just, it's got to be part of your strategy. Understanding your customer demographic has got to be part of your strategy and understanding what people are saying and listening to what they're saying and giving them what they want is another part of the strategy. It's very easy for us to say, Jer Jeremiah, it's very easy for us to say, you don't like us, don't come back. Mm -hmm. um, that's not how you really feel. That's your ego getting in the way of uh, the, what the truth is, is that, damn, I should have trained my staff better. Damn, we should have done better. Damn, we should have put more, in, you know, more effort into the way that we're presenting our food or our drinks or our atmosphere. And it's, it, that's really what it is. So a lot of the times it's me just telling these people, like, dude, just let it go. Let the ego go and let everything else just take over. Yeah. And when they listen, they do great. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so important to not take it personally, which is hard. Like it's your personal business. A lot of people, their blood, sweat, tears, life savings into running these bars and restaurants. So someone kind of attacks it. They, you know, they immediately just want to attack back. It's like, no, like take a step back. Maybe have someone else handle, you know, responding to reviews or, or kind of going through that. If you personally cannot get detached, otherwise, you know, you get emotional and you and you're going to kind of lash out and it's, it's no one wants to see it. You're, it's only going to go back on yourself uh, as you know, not working out because people see that. Uh, as you said, they, they trust the community. They don't trust brands a, a lot. They don't trust corporations, even though most restaurants are, are small mom and pop. They don't get kind of viewed as that. They still get viewed as a business. Um, so it's important to know that um, you want to you know kind of take that out. And what you said about, you know, print ads, I think is so is so correct. You know, we see that in our own media business. It's, you know, it's, it's print dollars, digital dimes, and mobile pennies. And on the flip side, if you're buying, of course you want to buy where the, you know, the ads are, are least expensive because your ROI is going to be, you know, a lot higher. But I'm going to actually call out one of your clients that you work with because I think I've seen them on all the channels, you know, from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook and even like billboard ads in Baltimore. So Jimmy Seafood, I think is, you know, one of your bigger clients or, you know, at least ones that I know and I personally see. And I even text, texted you a couple of weeks ago that, you know, my friends were texting me, you know, some of their marketing materials as, you know, funny stuff. Like, hey, this is like cool stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know these guys. I know like the guy who does their marketing. So can you talk about them? Because they spend a lot of money on a whole bunch of different you know, channels and they're not really afraid to kind of own their voice. They're actually probably getting a lot of feedback in their restaurant reputation as just negative because people don't like their messaging. But the people that do, it seemed to really resonate with. And from what I've heard from you, it, their business has, is not hurting at all. Yeah, it's not. And they're an anomaly, right? I mean, there's always going to be anomalies out there. I think, um, you know, John and Tony have done a really good job of identifying uh, who their, their target demographic is of who they want inside their restaurant. And uh, that's who they market to. Um, and they do a very, very good job at it. Um, as far as the marketing, I mean, everything's strategic, right? I mean, so if if you talk about the billboard, uh, you know, I don't think John or Tony would have put a billboard up ever. I don't think they would have ever used that outlet as an advertising avenue. Um, the only reason they did it was because, you know, PETA put the billboard up first. So they utilized the, PETA's own uh, marketing strategy against them um, and to breed awareness, right? And if you look at what it did, it got them, you know, national exposure. It grew the social media accounts exponentially. And to this day, they you know were building you know marketing uh, around different products uh, that they're selling. You know, like if you look at the beer pita tiers, if you look at um, you know all of those things, that's a great that's a great example of of turning a negative into a positive 
and utilizing it and uh, uh, utilizing it to grow your brand. Um, and that's what they did. And I mean, it's a massive team effort, man. That's it, it is it, it is a lot to do. Um, I give John a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot, John and Tony both, man. Tony's a hell of a chef. Mm -hmm. John is in his, in his, in his own right is a hell of a marketer um, and does a great job. I mean, if John didn't own that restaurant, he could easily uh, run probably an amazing agency. So, um, but he is a guy and both of them actually are, they're guys that utilize every single product that we offer. They, they have it. Um, and so then when clients, you know, other clients will ask, you know, it's like, what, how are they doing it? And I'm like, they, when we talk, they listen and they utilize every single product guys. Uh, they send text messages, they send marketing emails, they, uh, uh, post daily multiple times a day. They, I mean, it's, the, the, it's an endless game, right? Um, they're constantly utilizing multiple platforms. Uh, John's got his own podcast now. I mean, it just, it never ends. Right. So, um, you want to you want to operate with the big boys like that. You you got to get on that level. And uh, there's just some people. Once again, we talk about it, right? Uh, they can't get out of their own way. Um, yeah, I don't want to do text messaging. That it, it seems like you know that I think that that I wouldn't like to get those text messages. Well, it's not about mm -hmm. you. It's about you keeping your customer close so you can keep them coming back. Uh, you know, I don't really like getting emails uh, that are like marketing to me. Well, it's not about what you like. It's about everyone else. Oh, I don't really like Facebook. It's not about you, asshole. It's yeah. about 1 billion people that operate yeah. on Facebook. You know, it's, it's, and I hear it all the time. And, and those are triggers for me now, right? Uh, those are triggers. When I hear, you know, I don't like Facebook. I'm like, then we're probably not a good fit for you. If you're telling me right now that you don't like Facebook, and you don't want to utilize it for your business, I, we're not going to be a good fit, bottom line. If you're telling me you don't like to respond to online reviews, uh, positive or negative, we're obviously not going to be a good fit for you, right? So it, there's, there's, we fit with a specific type of client, um, and they're a great example of who we fit with. Um, I believe that every tactic is used correctly uh you would be blown away by their online ratings are actually very good um because we watch it closely we respond to everybody mm -hmm. and um those are the types of things that are important and they just know that and uh yeah i mean if you want to use them as an example i believe it's a great example to use it by but do not judge um the performance because that is years and years of doing it right over and over and over again without fail, no exceptions, every single yeah, time. Yeah, and that's so key. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, they really lucked out because Peter called them out and they took that. And they, yeah, did that help them get on national stage? Absolutely. But as you said, like that's years in the making. Uh, you know, the famous Oreo that got dunked in the Super Bowl when the lights went out, which is, you know, actually ironically enough, Baltimore Ravens versus the 49ers. You know, people were like, oh, Oreo was so smart. They were right on the ball and that's what set them apart. It's like, no, like, Oreos already had a team in place doing that for a very long time, and then they took that and ran with it. And so there's a lot of examples like that in marketing where really people are doing it right, and then, you know, preparation meets the opportunity, and then they see them explode, and they take advantage of it. Where somebody who didn't have a team in place, didn't have marketing expertise, and, you know, how to do, you know, the billboards, and then also, you know, amplify it with the with the comments back on social media and the whole, you know, clap back movement. Like, that would have been super hard if you weren't already doing that in the first place. So... Yeah, well, well, Jay, think about it. They when when Peter put that billboard up, every seafood restaurant in Baltimore City and Baltimore County and hell in Maryland, yeah. okay, had the opportunity. They all had that opportunity to quote unquote clap back. 
Jimmy just stepped up to the plate and clapped back first. And that's why they got the attendance. So again, like just, just like you said, uh, the opportunity was there and they jumped on it. They saw it. And uh, that's just, that's just being super savvy. Um, and I give both those, both the brothers uh, massive, massive credit for all that they did. That was, that was a big part of, of what they've done. And, um, and they continue to do it today, man. I mean, nonstop, even if the PETA thing mm-hmm. didn't happen, I truly believe that their the, that their success would would happen regardless, just because of what they do in the community, um, as well as uh, you know with professional wrestling and uh, everybody athletes that, that come in. I mean, look, it's it's a, it's a monster. You cannot knock them off the top when you come to Maryland. It just doesn't yeah. happen. So, talk about some other things this year. What were the other major changes or disruptors you saw in this industry in 2019? Man, disruptors. Uh... I would say the I'd say I'd say the most underutilized thing that in my opinion is not being utilized by restaurants and bars on a daily basis right now is using Google My Business as a social media posting avenue. Um, it is it is such a it's such a free way to create just massive uh, domination on Google, which is what you know ninety eight point nine percent of the people in the world use to find what they're looking for. Um, I believe that that is a massive, massive opportunity that most restaurants and bars are not doing uh, and they have the ability to do it. Not only that, that to actually utilize the, the the trending words that are in the reviews or trending words um, that their particular customer that they're looking for is utilizing when they search uh, to use those in the posts. Um, so if you post happy hour, uh, in a Google My Business post, and somebody on a Tuesday, and you post that on a Tuesday at you know, let's say twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and someone searches in a specific area, let's say Pikesville, mm-hmm. Maryland, uh, happy hour near me, that is going to be. If no one else posted on Google My Business, you're most likely going to be the first recommendation to pop up. So that real time recommendations for Google My Business and the availability of social media posts is massive. I don't think it's been talked about enough. All of our clients are doing it because I see the value in it. Um, but it's definitely not being utilized by many, many, many brands, gigantic brands and restaurants. Um, I believe that once again, Instagram stories is, is the place to be, uh, for any brand currently right now. I believe that going Instagram live, uh, is extremely important, especially because Instagram store, Instagram itself is giving prominence to anyone that goes live first. Um, they're leaving that. If you've ever seen that on Instagram, when you open up, uh, you always see the person that's going live right there mm-hmm. at the very top, uh, and upon who you follow. So they give you a lot of prominence there to grow your brand. Um, I believe that that's important. I believe video is extremely important now. A lot of people don't realize that if you uh, post 14 second videos on Instagram and Facebook, they'll actually autoplay. Um, that's a great way to get around um, the non autoplay videos to get to you know boost up your video views. So if you can create a really good uh, brand enhancing 14 second video and utilize that on Facebook and Instagram, uh, not only as an organic post, but, a, but, but an actual digital ad. Um, I think it's a very, very, uh, great utilized tool there. Um, Facebook is really pushing, you know, longer form three minute videos. Um, they're letting more people see that. So even getting into more long form videos, um, within your, your restaurant or your bar, um, it's gotta be a video has got to be a, uh, primary uh, uh, attention. You have to get that primary attention uh, if you're thinking about building your brand. It has to happen today. It's how we all consume our data and our content. Um, so it has to be part of, of your strategy, at least moving into 2020. Um, 
I, I, I'm, you know, we'll talk about TikTok too. I, 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 you know, I had TikTok when it was musically. Um, and then I deleted it cause I just didn't feel, see any value in it. And then it came back around and, uh, my daughter Reagan got me kind of back into it inadvertently. And then it kind of started exploding from an organic standpoint. I believe that a lot of people are not utilizing TikTok because of fear of not knowing and understanding it. Um, I believe that it's a huge opportunity for restaurants and bars to be able to tell quick, funny stories um, that are a minute long that can be redistributed across other platforms. Um, and I believe that a lot of people don't understand the actual demographic of people that are on there. Some people go, oh, TikTok's for the kids. Dude, it's really not. I interviewed a, a lady on my own podcast uh, that's you know in her 40s that was able to quit her job. Um, based on, on on the content that she was putting out, so there's a lot of an older demographic on TikTok, and it's a really great platform to be able to create content um, if you're just an amateur. Um, so I, there, those are some of the the disruptors um, that I believe are coming down the pipe. Um, I believe that uh, TripAdvisor's new advertising platform is going to be something that that restaurants and bars uh, need to look at. Uh, I, I believe it's going to be very underpriced. Um, and I still believe that LinkedIn is a great opportunity for restaurants and bars to create uh, awareness around uh, events and catering and things of that nature. But, you know, most of my clients that I talk to, they talk about catering and events. This is the highest, you know, that's the highest revenue generating um, offer that they have in their business. Yet they're not utilizing a platform that is, you know, uh, 100% allowed to be used in every business across the country. Um to be able to make people uh, aware of their brand or something that they're doing. So there's, I think it's more, I think the disruption of 2020 is going to be the platforms, right? And, and how, how wide are you casting that net to be able to uh, create awareness around your brand? I think the other disruptors is us launching our walkthrough rate advertising, us being able to tell you how many people walk through the door from the advertising. I think that is going to be a massive disruptor. I already know it is. Um, and this is the new way that, uh, restaurants and bar restaurant owners and bar owners can now run their ads, um, with real true analytics to back up performance. And, um, I believe it's going to be a game Absolutely. changer. I mean, just to kind of touch on a few of those, like Google, my business is so important. If, if I've talked to a lot of people that say, Oh, I'm the best at this. I have the best crab cakes in X city. I'm like, prove it. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, Google it is in the top three. Cause that's the one thing that people see when they actually Google best crab cakes near me is usually the top three results. And they dig deeper you know, from the map standpoint and then TikTok, Yeah. Anything that has a B in front of it for the amount of users that are on that platform, you should be paying attention to. And as you said, a lot of people get really, you know, nervous about being on these platforms of like investing time in there. And, you know, like I said, go follow Todd Collins on multiple, you know, avenues and mediums, like from, you know, you know Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and you'll see, you know, he's repurposing content where it makes sense. And then obviously something should be original or just, you know, endemic to that platform. But a lot of times he's able to get one piece of content and uses it on like three or four different mediums. That's, that's key because no one has an unlimited marketing budget. So you got to be smart with it. But, you know, empowering your team to say, hey, help me create content too is another way to really get your staff involved, get them empowered, you know, make sure it's worth their time. Uh, just don't think it was like it's free labor because, you know, they're going to post some uh, some content that's not great. You got to make sure there's oversight there and an incentive to kind of maybe hit some metrics and some goals. Uh, and maybe that walkthrough rate would actually be part of that metric in the future. Um, but yeah, that's great, great, great information for what people should be looking at for, for the next kind of 2020. 
And just as a wrap up here, as I mentioned, you know, where can people find you? Um, like I said, you got great content. I want to make sure they can kind of see what you're you're push, pushing out. Yeah, I mean, you anywhere um, at Todd Collins official. So Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I, I'm everywhere. Um, if they want to go to our site, my site's toddcollinsofficial.com. They want to visit the uh, reputation site. It's restaurantreputations.com. Um, plural. That's an S at the end. And um, we're giving out free trials uh, currently t- uh, towards the end of the year. So it's uh, your first pay- payment's not due till January 1st. So December's definitely the time to to sign up and, and get rolling as a part of your strategy. But um, as, as Jeremiah knows, majority of um, uh, the content that I put out is free to really help you guys kind of do it yourself. And of course, after we speak, I'm, I'm one of the guys that actually hangs around and talks to you and answers your questions for you. And don't I don't charge you an hourly rate for that. Oh, that's awesome. So go check out Todd Collins and then come see him at the show. He's speaking on Monday. He's, you know, kicking off our guest experience track. And it really, like you said, it's really a two for one. You're going to get a lot of marketing insight and a lot of feedback on how to, you know, crush your guest experience from a community management standpoint. So, Todd, thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, Jeremiah. Thanks, brother.